You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm so excited we get to meet our organization of the week this hey. week and talk about something really exciting that only happens once a year mm-hmm. here in the States, and it's a big, beautiful event. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Today we head to California. Mm-hmm. Certainly those of us in the Midwest do love our Midwest winters with snow. <laughs> There's something beautiful about California and a really beautiful event that happens during the winter in California. And that is this big parade that involves beautiful floats. Joining us today, our friends from Pedal Pushers, Dick Gast. He's the president of Southern California Lutheran Layman's League and general chairman for the Lutheran Hour Float Committee. Dick, welcome to the coffee hour. Well, thank you. And also joining us today, Lynn Gast. She's the chair of the Pedal Pushers. Lynn, welcome to the coffee hour. Thank you. Good morning. Oh. We are excited to talk about Pedal Pushers being the organization of the week and grateful for your partnership and learning about Pedal Pushers. What are the Pedal Pushers and their involvement with this big event that happens in California each year? So let's talk a little bit about the history of Pedal Pushers and how it began. Who wants to give us a little bit of history about Pedal Pushers? I'll let Lynn take that one. Okay, so <laughs> the Pedal Pushers is a subcommittee of the Lutheran Hour Float Committee. The float, and we are in no one's budget, and so we have decided to fundraise with using decorating floats. So we decorate approximately eight floats. We ran the flower tent last year. We vialed 200,000 roses last year for the building, and we decorated eight floats. There's about 4,000 volunteers that come every year, and they work an eight-hour shift, and we get the floats done. I think the uh, uh, pedal pushers probably started uh, when the uh, Luthenauer float was put in the parade 73 years ago. So 73 years ago, 12 laymen decided to have a Christian witness float in the New Year's Day Pasadena Tournament of Roses Parade. And to make it more affordable, they decided to do some self-decorating and got so good at self-decorating that we bartered volunteers to get a discount on the Christian float. So you're talking about the Tournament of Roses Parade that's in Pasadena, California, every year. What is the process of actually even getting into this parade? How does that work for for Lutheran Hour Ministries? I mean, they've been doing this for a, a lot of years, as you mentioned. What is that process of, of even getting into the parade like that? Well, I'm really blessed right now that we are grandfathered into the parade because we've been in it for 73 years. But for a new entry, you have to go through an application process. So if a new float wanted to come in, they'd have to make an application to the Tournament of Roses. They cap the parade at about 40 floats, and then they uh, have the uh, bands and equestrian units also. So uh, it's quite a an, an honor and privilege to uh, uh, be able to maintain a Christian witness presence in this uh, world's largest secular, one of the world's largest secular events. There's a million people that will line the streets of uh, California, uh, Pasadena. The parade is five and a half miles long. If you've watched it on TV, they make the corner 
the parade starts on Orange Grove Boulevard, makes that big turn, and um, goes down Colorado Boulevard for five and a half miles. So it's quite, quite the event. And then, of course, the TV coverage is just over the top. Uh, it's estimated that there's about 50 million people in the U.S. that uh, will watch the parade on one of many different channels that uh, cover it. And then there is a worldwide uh, viewing of the parade on various international uh, networks. What have been some of the most memorable floats to to be a part of, some of the most memorable projects as pedal pushers? Well, we, we've had a lot of fun over the years. From a Lutheran Hour ministry standpoint, I can remember they had a, the president of the Tournament of Roses comes up with the theme, and we had a float several years ago that was a church, and we called it Sunday morning, and we actually won the theme prize, 1997, the theme trophy for the parade. We ended up, it was called, the parade's theme was Life Shining Moments, and we we put a church on in the parade, and then we had three walks coming up to the church door. Dale Meyer was our pastor standing at the church door welcoming individuals, and we had a couple bringing a child for baptism. We had a couple bringing a child for confirmation, and we had a a wedding couple there representing the shining moments of, uh, of a Christian's life. Then what we did is we made the stained glass windows Christ-shining moments. So we had Jesus the Good Shepherd. We had uh, Jesus at the Lord's Supper. We had the the baptism of uh, Jesus. So uh, it was quite a memorable float, and it was the biggest award that the Lutheran Hour float has received in uh, recent years. Lynn, did you have a favorite one? Oh, well, last year we got the Director's Award, which was, again, we had a church with stained glass windows. Those stained glass windows are all done with dry materials, but they are so detailed. It's amazing you can do that with something that was live at one time. So last year's float was a church also with stained glass windows. Those are beautiful. I think the other thing that's been impressive as we even deal with some of the other floats that we've been in charge of decorating or providing volunteers for is the unique use of materials. They'll use Brussels sprouts. They'll use lemons. They'll use limes. Potatoes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One year we were doing the City of St. Louis float, which was sponsored by Anheuser-Busch, and they had a cobblestone road on their float. And to make the cobblestone road, we actually cut potatoes in half, had to let them dry out for several days, and then glued them onto the float. And you'd swear it was a cobblestone road. (laughs) That is dry materials. We use seeds and pods and rice. Anything you can imagine, our our hymnal this year will be crushed sweet rice for the white portion of the page and onion seed for the notes. Yeah, maybe as a, a reminder, the Tournament of Roses requires all materials to be on the float, had to be alive at one point. 
So it's, as Lynn mentioned, it could be rice or seed, poppy seed or onion seed, or it's not just all globs of flowers. That is amazing. <laughs> I don't think I, I did I'm not, I think I didn't know that. I forgot about that. I was assuming it was just flowers, but I forgot. Yeah, it could be any like living That's plant. So cool. I want to look at this up. No detail if it was all just globs of flowers. It would be very pretty. <laughs> But you'd get no detail. So like our stained glass windows were all dry materials. We did those during early December. And by December 26, they were ready to go on the float. They were done. Yeah, the dry materials will pretty much last forever. In fact, we designed the float to have the windows be removable. And we have removed the windows and presented them. If any of your listeners visit, LHM has one of the windows. Thrivent has one of the windows. Concordia Publishing has one of the windows in their uh, office. So um, Those materials will last forever. Uh, it's the fresh flowers, obviously, that don't. And those that are very perishable, like the roses, are vialed in little water vials and put onto the float. So last year, we vialed 200,000 roses. The floats are basically I-beams with chicken wire and pencil steel to, to make the form of it. And then they use spray styrofoam, and it'll be about three to four inches thick shape in whatever they're trying to form. And then with the, the roses are vialed in razor sharp tipped uh, vials. So you just actually pop them into the styrofoam. The floats are all painted already. So that the, if you've ever done uh, paint by numbers, this is decorate by color. So the pink flowers go in the pink area, the yellow flowers go in the yellow area. It, we can teach anybody to decorate in probably 30 seconds or less. Right. The crew chief will be telling them, this is the flower I want you to use. This is how it's applied. And you do it on, as an example, this yellow area or this red area. The other advantage is if a flower falls off somewhere along the parade route, you don't get an ugly black spot. You still have the color of whatever was intended to be the color. And it also eliminates people using artistic design of their own. So <laughs> they're it's all laid out, and you just follow the um, the lines that the uh, uh, float builder uh, has set up. Have a plan, paint by number, then you come off with a very unified, beautiful result. I love it. Yeah, this is Man, impressive. I yeah, I, I didn't realize that everything had to be everything that's that's visible had to be living at one point in time. That's fascinating. We have more to learn about our organization of the week pedal pushers and their work on floats for the rose parade we'll continue the conversation in just a moment right here on the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth at concordia university wisconsin we believe you were created for a reason to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's 
uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are talking with our friends from Pedal Pushers, learning about their work on uh, floats for the the Rose Parade that happens every year, and uh, particularly the Lutheran Hour float. Let's talk a little bit about the, the the design of the Lutheran Hour float that that happens each year. Where does that design come from? Well, it's a year long process. A lot of people think that, you know, it's the last week of the year that this all comes together. The the president of the Tournament of Roses will announce the theme of the parade on January 15th. This year, the theme of the parade is celebrate music. So we, all the floats have to fall in a category of music. And we've selected Make a Joyful Noise Unto the Lord as our our look for this year. Lynn, we want to just give them a verbal description. So we have a, a large hymnal at the back of the float and large horns coming from that hymnal, like the Easter-type horns, and then banners hanging from the horns, Faith Alone, Grace Alone, Scripture Alone, which is the traditional Lutheran solas. solas. So that's the basis of the float. Again, the hymnal will be crushed sweet rice and onion seed. Those horns are a gold color. It will probably be straw flower, yellow straw flower, and rust color straw flower. And then from there on, and the designer not only designs the float, but then says, okay, this is what I want for the flowers or the dry materials. This is what, how I want it represented. All the banners are are in various colors of the church here. So there will be a, a banner with a, a green background, a banner with a red background, a banner with a gold background, and all have crosses on them. So we're very cognizant of maintaining that Christian witnessing in, in the parade. We also have... Uh, Jesus uh, riding on the float, and we'll be joined by 11 individuals representing different Lutheran organizations throughout the country and throughout Southern California, being, being the choir, if you will. As we design, we keep in mind that on TV, one might only get 30 seconds on TV. So you have to have a message that is very clear, very quick. Not that you have to sit and look at and wonder what you were, what the message was supposed to be. So our messages are very clearly Christian on every float. This is like a thirty-second commercial, if you will. Yeah, that that process is just amazing. And so we're in November now. What is the process that happens throughout the year once you you learn of the theme? How how right. does that how does that work? Because you you've described a lot of details, a lot of like architectural feats of just designing this and understanding what it's going to look like at the end. What is that process for you like? And and where are you now in November when you're what about a month? Thank and a half? you. Great great question. Yeah. Okay, 
So we we sit down with our committee. I chair the design committee, and um, we sit down with a professional float designer from Phoenix Decorating, and we just brainstorm for two or three meetings, just throwing out different potential ideas that would fit our message of having the Christian float in the parade as well as meeting the uh, expectations of the uh, Tournament of Roses uh, uh, message that they have of music. So by the end of it, we present it to our committee. The committee approves it. So that's usually, this year I think it was April that we chose the Make a Joyful Noise unto the Lord as our float uh, theme. But and, we had met several times yeah, to, get, three meetings. Yeah, to get to that point. We'd, right. we'd look at something and say, we really like that, but we would like this change, or we'd like this added, or we'd like... So it takes... It was fine-tuning it as mm-hmm. we went. And by April, we had made a decision on it, and... The float builder does 13 to 20 floats a year, and so we also get a little better price on the float if we can keep his crews working year-round, or if he can keep his crews working year-round. So our float was actually built in May, and so they'll build it and paint it, so it's already painted. If you didn't know it was a floral presentation, you'd think it's already done. In August, we had a fire drill. They have to test drive the floats, and we have to put, we're going to have 12 riders on the float this year. So we had to put 12 people on the float and check that we can get all individuals off the float in a 40-second time period, which is what the uh, fire marshal requires. An interesting thing is that the driver sits underneath the float near the back and does not see where he is driving. A navigator (laughs) sits up in front under the float, but with a small screened area, and tells the driver, turn left, turn right, speed up, slow down. That navigator is able to see the white suitors. If you ever watch the parade, you'll see people in white suits, called white suitors, and they walk alongside of the float, giving directions to the navigator, and navigator, you know, is able to give the directions to the driver. The driver does see below him, he can see a a line on the road. So he does have somewhat of an advantage to be able to see that much. But the driver doesn't see like you and I think about driving a car. That takes a lot of trust. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it does. Don't have an argument with your navigator. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, dear. Well, a lot goes into, yeah, to that. I, I think... Sarah's a little jealous. She didn't realize that there is such a job as a float designer. <laughs> now she's regretting her life choices. Regretting and all wishes, my life choices. Wishes she could have been a float designer. <laughs> now, so much goes into making these floats. One other question I have about like what goes into making them. Where do all the materials come from? Yeah. Fresh flowers, the dry materials, where do all those come from? Well, the, the good news is uh, we have a float builder that's responsible to provide the materials. So what we provide is the volunteers. So they bring in flowers from all over the world. We'll have boxes of orchids come in from the Philippines and uh, all over the world. 
and they're flown in in special boxes with preservative and they're put on live as well. So so they bring in big trucks, semi-type trucks, come in with buckets of roses, buckets of all kinds of flowers. Yeah, as Lynn mentioned before, uh, we vialed 200,000 roses. I use the word we loosely. True, yeah. <laughs> yeah. our crew. Yeah, and to answer your question, where, where we are now, so the float has, to finish that question, the float has been in the in the warehouse as the float builder continues to build others and we are now in a fundraising mode to make sure that we have the funds to sustain we are a self-funded project of the southern california district lutheran layman's league so we've been recruiting volunteers and we were at the lwml convention i think we met you there we were at the lcms convention and our goal is to have 4,000 eight-hour shifts will accommodate doing floats and run that flower tent. People can be of all ages. There are more sit-down jobs, and, and that's prepping the flowers to go up on the float than there are actually climb on the float or scaffolding jobs. I think one of the funniest things on that topic is we had a company come out with on a team-building event. And um, the thing that was kind of interesting is the president of the company was prepping the floats for his secretary to put on. So it was kind of an interesting experience to see the dichotomy of how individuals work together to get the uh, floats decorated. The other thing that I'm impressed with is that you have young people working alongside middle-aged people, alongside older people. Nobody seems to be looking at the age that they are or should I talk to them or not. And you'll see people working right alongside each other, chit-chatting as they work. And it's a great, great team-building event, a great, great event for young people to find out they can actually talk to older people and nobody bites. I think the other thing that's been fun is the the fact that we've infiltrated the the Tournament of Roses event with the 4,000 individuals, and we're providing a Christian witnessing opportunity for individuals that may not be comfortable, you know, canvassing their neighborhood, but to go and just decorate a float. We ask people to leave their Bibles at home. We're not looking for Bible thumpers. We're looking for people to come with a servant attitude and kind of that song in their heart. They'll know we are Christians by our love. It's a real friendly environment. One of the things to be aware of is is we're decorating eight floats. The float builder's doing 18 to 20. So that means he needs another probably 10,000, 12,000 volunteers to work on the other of his clients floats so we're rubbing elbows with individuals at the container at the flower container at the glue uh, table at the concession stand individuals that come to volunteer will see approximately one half of the parade in that 100,000 square foot building talked a lot about volunteer that is a large number of volunteers how can people get involved, learn more, plan their trip to Southern California to help decorate a float? What are all of those details? So glad you asked. <laughs> so they can go to our website, pedalpushers.org, 
That's pedal like the flower, P-E-T-A-L, pushers, plural, dot org. And they can look at the signups on that website. We run the Saturdays of December. And then we start the morning of the 26th. We run two eight-hour shifts a day until the 31st. And we are done the morning of the 31st. Wow. It's a lot of time. It is. All packed in. Yeah, a lot of volunteers. <laughs> that That is amazing. We also, do, hmm? we also do have two tour groups that come out. One is a tour group that comes and decorates for three days. They stay at a hotel. They have transportation, bus transportation to and from the site. They decorate for three days. They're taken to the parade and back, and they have seats in the reviewing stands. The other tour group comes and decorates one day, again with hotels and transportation, and then they do some sightseeing around Southern California. So that's another type of volunteer decorator. Yeah, we work with Luther Tours, and we've had a relationship with them for about the last 20 years. So they've done an excellent job of providing individuals the opportunity to get involved and engage with not worrying about all the logistics, if you will. But that usually only covers a small portion of the volunteers. We get youth groups, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, senior, senior groups, Christ Care groups, DCEs bring in their youth groups. Youth groups. So yeah. it's, it's a really good opportunity to provide individuals a non-threatening Christian witnessing opportunity in a world that really needs the message of of the Lutheran Hour, which is bringing Christ to the nations and the nations to the church. Petalpushers.org. Our guest today, Dick Gass, President of Southern California Lutheran Layman's League and General Chairman of the Lutheran Hour Float Committee. Dick, thanks so much for being our guest. Thank you. Thank you. And Lynn Gass, Chair of the Petal Pushers. Lynn, thanks so much for joining us today and being our guest. Thank you. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.